to the Easy Peasy Podcast, where we discuss living better through permaculture, mindfulness, decentralization, freedom, flow, agorism, anarchy, and more. We'll discuss how to solve life's complex problems with simple solutions. This is Mike the Polymath coming from the Easy Peasy Workshop in Indianapolis, Indiana, the crossroads of America. Thanks for joining. Everybody, welcome to episode 96 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. You know, I, I'll start by issuing a half-hearted apology for not putting out the expected two episodes per week. You know, the last couple weeks I've been had my head down. I've had my head in my book. I've worked a little bit here and there, but my main focus has been on the story. And it's it's getting there. It really is. I I wouldn't lie to you. I am excited. I want to have print copy in my hands in less than a month. You know, my goal is to have a hundred or so copies on hand when I go to Self-Reliance Fest on the 1st of October. And that's going to be here real fucking quick. So yeah, I've been focused I've been in the flow. <clears throat> I have not been fucking around. Okay. And I wanted to provide another teaser. Okay. You know, what I think I'll do, kind of similar to my War of the Words episode, which has been adapted and incorporated into the book. I'm going to read you a chapter here. And, uh, you know, this, this one chapter is almost independent of the rest of the story. So I can read it without giving too much away. But I just thought it was fitting and that it was timely and maybe poignant. So I don't want to hold it back. I think I'll I think I'll give it to you here. Now before I do, I want to say that it would be it would be so fucking cool if anybody out there wants to support, right? Wants to support the cost of publishing this book. 
and or the cost of me going down to self-reliance fest to speak you know i have i have expenses and i've gotten some really cool you know i've gotten some support i've gotten some donations i've gotten some kick ass notes you know little words of encouragement here and there and i intend to do an episode where i address all of these comments and letters and emails and and little you know boosts and unfortunately that just is not the headspace i'm in yet i will be i will be doing that before long you know there's one email in particular where a guy asked me all kinds of really cool questions you know thinking about doing a gardening business like my own and i sent him a message back saying hey you know, just keep listening to the podcast. I will address this email soon. To that fella, I'm sorry to tell you this is not that episode. But I promise you I will. I will do it. You know, for now though, I just, I... I've kind of got a one-track mind. So with that, I'm going to read you this, okay? Now, this is chapter 21, at least for now. And the working title is No More Papers, but I'm not terribly fond of that chapter title. So I will ask you, the listener, to listen to this. And if a, if a title for the chapter comes to you, please, by all means, share it. Because I, I think I can do better. And a title means something. So anyways, y'all, here we go. This is chapter 21 of my novel whose working title as of now is Everything All at Once. He is writing two stories at once, one in private on his laptop and one in public on his social media. He has been smelling which way the wind is blowing for a while, and wants to help people understand where and how they've been misled. He sees the level of manipulation and control exerted successfully on the folks around him, and he hates it. Hates it with everything he is. He can't believe how people have gone along with the rapid decline of society with such apparent glee. Being the enforcement arm of tyranny by voluntary choice, turning in their friends and family to the extremist hotline, and giving names and addresses of their radical anti-government neighbors, thinking of them as the threat to public safety, while in fact being the threat themselves. The majority were easily swayed to turn on their countrymen, while the others, with the most sound reasons to do so, did not. 
this latter group continued to preach about personal responsibility, self-reliance, self-defense, community, and sovereignty, while the former group sought to destroy these principles entirely. There was still a semblance of law and order, due process, so the brave people who spoke out were not initially persecuted or prosecuted, just watched closely, cataloged, and placed on lists. There were rumblings of a potential political push to ban all militia-related activity and confiscate so-called weapons of war from the general population. The ranks of various enforcement agencies began swelling rapidly as the government recruited willing citizens to rein in their more freedom-focused neighbors. The NSA, CIA, FBI, IRS, HHS, and DOI were all granted generous sums of money for the purpose of bolstering their ability to maintain control of their given domains by force if necessary. The autonomy movement was forced underground. People decided to stop being vocally oppositional, at least publicly. They pivoted, speaking in hushed tones around barroom tables, living rooms, underground festivals, and in secure private messaging programs and anonymous chat rooms online. They did their best to stop painting targets on their own backs, but the damage was already done. People began disappearing one at a time. People deemed to be of a particular threat level, based on their reach and leadership abilities. Characters like John and Adam of the No Agenda podcast, Jack Spirico of the Survival podcast, as well as online personalities like Warbear and Anti-State, were some of the first to disappear, having hundreds of thousands of dedicated listeners and followers. This was noticed by many men and even a few women. Black baggers, as they were called, would take them in the dead of night sometimes met with resistance, but always prepared to subdue the given extremists. Stories were told, but no information could be confirmed as no trials were held. They were simply never seen or heard from again. Some were killed on sight if they fired back. Others surrendered. surrendered. It was easy to assume who had it better. This made people very afraid to speak out, especially, or exactly the desired result from the perspective of the fascists. The rise of militias all across the country was known and vilified on the fascist-controlled propaganda news channels. They did all they could to maintain a strict balance of false stability, normalcy, and fear within the borders of the once-free nation. They kept people eating garbage and taking unnecessary chemicals to mask the symptoms of their lifestyle-induced illnesses. The switch from animal proteins to strictly plant-based foods was disastrous. People, people were reluctant to accept insect protein into their diets for obvious reasons, but soon were convinced that it was preferable to malnutrition and starvation. 
There was now cricket flour and mealworm paste listed on many ingredient labels on many prepackaged and processed foods. The food sector was all but controlled by the government, with many larger uh, companies going out of business due to a myriad of reasons. The defunct manufacturers would then be nationalized and a generic government-produced product would replace would replace whatever brand name had met its demise. People ceased to care, so long as it was filling and tasted like mac and cheese, they were happy enough. Fewer and fewer people could afford to buy land and homes due to ever-increasing inflation and interest rates, not to mention the property and income tax. Times were tough, though monthly stimulus checks temporarily allowed most to ignore everything and carry on as usual. It infuriated the more aware minds while stupefying the less, con- the less conscious. Anger and apathy were the two sides of the coin, and one had to choose between them. The only other option? Full enlightenment. Transcending anger altogether. This did not seem possible for the man, even though he had tried. Anger was his choice. He eventually embraced it, channeled it, and learned to control it. But it was always there. A burning anger that anyone, anywhere, would have the gall, the audacity, to treat all of their fellow humans this way, all at once. Things would have never been things that would have never been acceptable twenty years prior were now normalized and even celebrated. Parades of debauchery and sex would march through the streets in broad daylight, exposing their bodies, all manner of bodies, to anyone in their path, including unwitting children. It was a bizarre and unsettling time for most commonsensical folk. If they said anything, they were called hateful names, being accused of various phobias and crimes of speech, which the man did not believe existed. Sticks and stones and whatnot. It was almost as if manhood itself was made illegal, or at the very least highly unfashionable. It was no longer considered cool to be a hard-working man. Unforgivable actually. To be hardworking was to be trying to improve. To improve would be to be better than others, and to be better than others was a crime worse than almost any other. To be the best at something was to be murdered or kidnapped. The concept of equality was twisted and turned into a utopian fantasy that everyone could should and will be the same. That was largely why sexual ambiguity was on the rise, as well as the demand to be called something other than he or she. The man tried simply to use people's names, hoping not to enrage the hordes of unknowns. He had no hatred of them by any means, but it seemed they did of him. 
for being a cisgendered person with a penis, a term he didn't understand when he first heard it not long before, but discovered means man. Also, he was white, another unforgivable sin. It was certainly a strange and anxiety-inducing time for many folks. Um, excuse me. It was certainly a strange and anxiety-inducing time. So many folks sought to soothe their troubled minds with television, drugs, alcohol, and silly vacations they could not afford. Not many were making plans or preparations. But those that were stayed busy doing so collecting and storing supplies, weapons, and ammunition, building out their vehicles, setting up fallback locations, and practicing bug-out drills, often meeting with their fellow freedom fighters to run training exercises and hone their skills. Conferences, conventions, festivals, parties, and fairs for and by the freedom folk were organized and led, People gathered to share wisdom and knowledge of skills long lost, ways of old, indigenous ways mixed with a hint of the modern, a permaculture lens to view the world through, with the goal of creating a better one before it was too late. This was the only thing to do, and it was about damn time to do it. So what do you think, folks? You going to read the whole book? I hope you do. I hope you buy it, you know? But as I said at the intro, if you want to help, you know, support the process, if you want to help defer some of the cost of self-publishing and of traveling to to this event where I fully expect to be able to sell a number of copies, I will ask you to do this. Go to easypeasygardens.com slash donate. You can use either PayPal or Venmo, but if you'd rather send me money through the mail, through Bitcoin, you know, through some other means, just let just let me know. Just get in contact with me. I am flexible. But I have had my head so far into this book that I have neglected some other things. Now, the business I'm in allows me to hit pause occasionally and I'm getting back to work this week got a pergola to build you know got some designs to work up some some projects to lock down but just know that any donation large or small is highly appreciated and it's going to something good you know, I, I don't mean to sound arrogant or self-righteous or anything like that. I just know that I'm on the right track because I've been on this track for a long time and I'm seeing other people come 
closer to it. You know, for a long time, I felt like I was walking all by myself. But these days, I do not feel that way. I feel that I have people behind me and in front of me and to the sides of me. And we're all walking the same way together. So anyways, y'all, my dog is a barking. I'm going to see what he's up to. I think I'm going to drop an episode that I've been sitting on for a while here in a few days. And it's, it's a little hard to listen to. It was some intense sort of um, almost chaotic conversation. But it hits on a lot of the things that I've just hit on now. And I think it's of value. I've just been holding it back for the right moment. So, all that said, you know, I guess I'll tease out. I do have a potential guest coming on the show in a week or so. And we might be talking about artificial intelligence. You know, he he works in the field. I really want to make that interview happen. So, Keep, you know, keep your eyes open for new episodes. I hope you keep listening. I hope you keep supporting and, uh, I'm going to keep it coming. You know, don't let my little, uh, lapse in, in regularity phase you. It's all for a purpose. It's because this book has been the first priority. And when it comes out, I will share with you how you can buy it. Perhaps even how to pre-order a signed copy. And that sounds so funny for me to say out loud. Because who gives a fuck about my signature? But I'm happy to sign copies and put personal notes in them. With the hope. With the hope. You know, I'm genuinely hopeful that I might be able to make a living as an author and a podcaster while simultaneously building my gardening business. You know, I've got my eggs a bit spread out right now, but it's all by design. You know, what I want is to create the life that I want to live And to me, that means a lot of travel and a lot of reading and a lot of writing while also building something tangible on the ground in the form of easy peasy garden solutions. So uh, if that sounds like a mission you can get behind, like I said, all support is highly appreciated because as of now, We'll just say it's not fully profitable. It's enough for one guy living in a garage to keep his head above water, but not much else. And while maintenance is cool, it's way cooler to build something big. And that's exactly what I intend to do. So with that, y'all, 
Thank you for listening to the Easy Peasy Podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.